Okay, so another podcast episode today is the sixth. No, the I'll try. I'll try again. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, a new podcast episode today. Ken and I uh, are recording on the eighth of April. Uh, it's evening on my end. It's noon on her end, and uh, just try to talk about a few topics. Last time we mentioned that we are talking about the top five baboon tarantulas uh, or basically all the African tarantulas we fancy the most. So that will be a topic for today for sure and some others probably too. So yeah, just let's start and hi, Kat. <laughs> hi. hi, how are you? Good, good. <laughs> Corona madness. I think it's quite, quite disturbing, uh, at least in Switzerland, um, but probably also on your end. So I think we're just digging our way through it somehow. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah. So tarantula wise, you've been like quite interested in baboon tarantulas, right? So that's kind of your, your topic. Um, a little bit. I, I'm not as familiar with them as some people i don't really keep that many but i have a few and i definitely have my favorites what about you um honestly i've never kept that many i'm really happy with the like the standard ones you get a lot like the pterinochilos murinos the obt for example but other than that mm -hmm. it's like it never i never started really collecting them or getting interested in them in a profound way to like having interested in them for research topics and stuff but I'm just more on the South American side of tarantulas, I would consider myself. So, but they're still quite amazing, quite amazing tarantulas. I, um, I think when I first kind of started getting into tarantulas, I swore I would never get an old world and I would especially never get a scary baboon tarantula. And then, yeah, they have I mean, it's funny how we change. Quite a bad attitude, most of them. Yeah. But then it's not that bad that you might think when you when you start with the hobby so oh no not at all yeah. compared to what i made it out to be in my head <laughs> true so what is your like fifth top five species so this is a species i don't have yet but i have been wanting it's the blue foot baboon or the i mira m-i-r-a Awesome. Are you familiar with that I, one? I am. And I've actually uh, bred this one successful. It was like oh. eight years ago or something. So I know I just said I'm not into baboons, but see. <laughs> <laughs> no, Idiotella yeah. Mira is, is one of the of the few ones because they, they also build a trapdoor, right? Yes. So that's what kind of, I think the blue feet and the trapdoor thing yeah. really draw people into this species, awesome. including me. <laughs> so you have them for longer now or is it? No, I haven't got one yet. Ah, oh, I didn't get yeah. that point. I've seen them. I've thought about it, but there's, there, aren't they um, on the very small side? They are like kind as of small. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I'm not really into getting like small slings. I usually will kind of hold out until I see something a little bit bigger, maybe with some color now. Yeah. So I just haven't came across like the right one to buy yet. True. And because of the trapdoor, you don't even know where the tarantula sits most of the time. So oh, yeah. in other <laughs> ones, like the fossorial ones, you at least see where their burrow is, uh, even though you can't see them. But with this Idiotelemira, yeah, you, you don't have any chance to see where they actually are living. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's quite a good number five. I, I did it myself an easy task on the number five i just put the whole genus ceratogyrus on it so the okay. horned baboon tarantulas like all of wait, them wait but i thought that was called cyrotogyrus say it again ceratogyrus i call them ceratogyrus yeah ceratogyrus i have ceratogyrus yeah it's i i think i'm 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 not into the i don't know how to really I, no, correctly I, I pronounce them you're going to be more right than me. I'm not sure. So, but yeah, I just basically put the whole genus on number five because I can't or wasn't able That's to not select. Fair. Yeah, I know. Because I, I had to pick one and it, I, but, I, did, I was going to do all five Ceratogyrus, but I was like, no, <laughs> don't be. And you just, that's cheating. It, pick one. Uh, <laughs> when I have. Because I did. Okay, then I choose to the, 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 the newest one, the Atonitifer. Ceratogyrus atonitifer from Is Angola the with the giant horn because it's first okay. of all not available okay. in the hobby. So we all have something we can Google now if you're listening to the podcast. Um, it is, yeah, a species of horned baboon tarantula from the country of Angola, which is just north of uh, Namibia. And basically it is like got discovered, I think, last year. And uh, described scientifically, and it has like the longest horns of all time because it basically just, yeah, heads on the whole from the carapace to the opistosoma, the abdomen. So it's just uh, unreal to look at. So, yeah, that's crazy. It's, it looks so unique. Yeah. And we don't really know. And that's why I put the whole genus uh, on the number five because no one really knows why they have such horn-like structures um, right. in that dimension. So that's still something no one really uh, found out. So that's my... Yeah, and when they molt, they uh, have you ever like looked at their molt with the horn? Um, it's like Actually, hollow. no, I didn't. I just have one Ceratogyrus in my collection. And uh, yeah, I was really curious how it would molt out. So like that was the first thing I checked okay. was the carapace like of the molt and it was just completely empty. Like I, I don't know what I was expecting, but <laughs> there's nothing in it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> We're not sure. Probably a lot of muscles in there. Uh but Maybe. yeah. So you're four. What is your number four? Because you you then did not took any genera as a whole number. So you just went with the species unlike I did. So what is your number four of your favorite baboon species? Uh, it's not anything unique. It's readily available. It's the orange bitey thing or the OBT okay. um, P. muranus. And in which color form you like them the most? See, that's what I don't have an answer for. I just have the regular basic orange one because I was actually like forced into it by my friend. He had bred them and I was so scared of them back when he did this. He's like, you have to take one. I'm like, no, I'm not ready. And he's like, you're ready. You're ready. So I, I did take it. She's like three inches now. She's okay. like beautiful. Quite big. So like I've come to really appreciate the species and I love the orange color, but kind of looking into it more i think it's the teat i think that's what it's called the tcf yeah uh, or is it the, like yeah there are different color e forms e e e e e e so 
quite quite special that these are not like labeled as distinctive species because as far as i know it's one of the few uh, species out there who really have like official color forms based on their location so they're not traded as a unique species right um quite fascinating yeah what about you four um for my number four i took the harpacterella light footy Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lightfoot's Lesser Baboon Spider. See, I, I even researched the common name. So <laughs> Lightfoot's Lesser Baboon Spider. Um, it is also a smaller baboon species of tarantula. And uh, yeah, it is just one of the ones I have quite a special uh, memory to it because it was, I think, also quite... I would say 10 years ago when they have entered the hobby first and it was it is a dwarfish little baboon spider um but it yeah. but it really it looks a little bit different than the typical harpactiera species yeah um, I, I i'm looking at it right now it's actually really cool looking it almost its abdomen almost reminds me of the pattern on the h villacilla yeah true they have a unique pattern uh and it's also it was so crazy to to be able to to like get a species uh, other than pterinochilus at that time mm-hmm. um so i just my memories are not the best but i remember <clears throat> that a friend of mine um got like a few spiderlings of that species harpacterella light footy and um it was so unique uh, no one in in switzerland got any and uh, at one place we were able to like I uh, have a discussion about them and I was at, at his home and uh, then he showed me the specimen. It was just like quite crazy, crazy looking and with the yeah. coloration and it was quite a dwarfish specimen, but still they got quite an attitude. Um, so they're more on the defensive side. So that's why I took it as number four. And also another reason is because for many years um, there was literature um available that was saying that this species Harpacterella lightfooti was one of the tarantulas who are um how do you say deadly to humans like oh really yeah fatal fatal yeah so that was one of the ones who for for a long time in the hobby uh, people say yeah just don't worry about tarantulas but this species Harpacterella lightfooti they are uh fatals uh of this species with humans so be careful about that um of course this all uh was uh, revised and it's not not true at all but still that's mm-hmm. one of the memories i i have with that number four so. yeah i see its lifespan on uh on here it says it's five to six years for a female and one to two for a male that's not very long it is not yeah it seems like the dwarf species really just don't like the smaller they are, they don't really live there. Yeah, anymore. and usually the smaller ones also quite like grow extremely quick. Um, yeah, that's true. So they have probably just a faster metabolism in the end, so they they don't mm-hmm. live very long. The same also with the Idiotella mira you picked, uh, the yeah. blue tip baboon, or how's it called? Blue foot. Blue foot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That one also has extremely huge. Uh, spiderlings so they also they only have like in an exec around 15 to 25 but wow. they are huge like compared to the to the adult female um i would say they are 
10% of the whole body. So That's extremely, crazy. extremely huge compared. Yeah. So what's your number? Number three. three. Yeah, exactly. So these last three get really difficult. And I think I could change them around even and still be happy with it. But it's it's definitely one of my favorites. It's the King Baboon Tarantula. Oh, okay. Because they get like giant, the P. muticus. Yeah. Um, I know they're kind of like just brown, but it's their size, like of the size that they can grow. And they're a baboon. That's really beautiful i don't know i just think they're so beautiful as adults yeah and see when we're talking about this topic i i immediately see that i have not put a lot of time into this whole baboon spider uh topic and like <laughs> being because yeah the king baboon is an amazing amazing tarantula but i never i think i've never saw a huge adult female personally in someone's collection I saw I've them on, never seen one. Yeah, see, never. I, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, online. Mine is mine's been a sling forever, and it's so like interesting. It it digs, and its appetite is great. I mean, I haven't had any issues with defensiveness because it's still you know a baby. Okay. But um, from even just keeping the sling, I'm entertained by it. And you know, slings can be boring sometimes. Yeah, that's you know. Fair. Especially when but, they dig for a long time and yeah. Yeah. So I can't imagine like how interesting it's going to be as an adult. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But you have one in your collection. Just a baby. Oh, yes. Yeah. So a friend actually went behind my back and told a vendor to give it to me at a show. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. The Sweet Escape actually from YouTube. Oh, awesome. Yeah. He went behind my back and, and I was not expecting <laughs> that and... I'm so happy though. Like it seems like a lot of the tarantulas I got as gifts or surprises, I start like really appreciating. Awesome. That's so cool. That's cool. So what's your number three? Well, um, same here. Uh was not that easy to get, but I think number three, I will send you a picture of number three because it's actually not a valid species. So it is from the genus Harpactira. And it is living in the country of Namibia. And uh, okay. that's basically all I know about. But maybe you can help me describe the colors you're seeing on this specimen. Uh, because right. I'm certainly not into describing things in a foreign language. But this species looks absolutely amazing with its golden black coloration and the dots on the abdomen. And they tend to grow quite big, what I heard. So I'm not sure if you, if I'm here. I, I've got Google in front of me. Give me. Did you? How do you spell it? I spent. I sent you a message um, because oh, it's probably okay. easier that you you're going to find it. Um, oh, I see. I so see. it's. Oh wow. Yeah, that's what I thought when I saw it first. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's my number three, Harpactira species from Namibia. Um, if you want to see it online, you could basically head over to the website of World of Spiders. Um, yeah. It's the webpage from Philip Samadi. He has also on the very same page um, quite other amazing species of tarantulas found in Namibia who are not described yet. And uh, they're also mm -hmm. not available in the hobby. And of course, I tried to look for them also when I was in Namibia last year, but sadly, we couldn't find uh, one of them 
So I just send you another one real quick um, because they probably share the number three because I decided to like not maybe use also or only pictures from species who are not in the hobby. So the first, <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to have something to think about uh, because you can't really get it. But in the end, your top five should be something which is readily available to everyone. I think it's more fun. Yeah, I got it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. You, it, it almost looks like two different spiders it is. together. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. So the second the one is the... Hop- what, it's the legs really throw you off. Yeah, really. <laughs> so now you're number two. Okay. It's a species that I love, but I struggle with uh, pronouncing. It's the A azendemi. Yeah, the Algocephalus. Awesome. Algocephalus azendemi. Yeah. Awesome. I, I don't remember the common name on that. Mo- oh, it's some. Mm, oh, me neither. I can't. Mamba's. Mozamb- Mo- Mozambique, maybe something. Yeah. Because, yeah. Something baboon. Anyway, um, I love this tarantula. It is so different than the other baboons that i keep like personality wise or whatever it's just like really chill never causes any issues i haven't really had it bolt during rehousings good appetite um comes out pretty much every night and then also the structure that she mine has personally built is like insane like i've never seen a tarantula create one of those uh i remember you have a name for it i can't recall Uh, the turrets like a turret, yes, turret-like structure, turret. so they, yeah. yeah, awesome. So that's the one you you're breeding, right? Or try to to mate with one of the males you have. Yeah, I think I think she mated. I'm not 100 percent sure. I do have the mature male still, so I might try pairing them again yeah. just to see. But yeah, I did leave him in there all night, and something had happened, but I'm not sure. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but that would be great because. I just see that I don't have this genus on my list, but now you're talking about them. They are very fascinating and I really like the look of them and they're basically not available in the hobby in Europe at all. So yeah. for like, I would say the last four years, you are not able to get a single specimen of this genus. Um, oh, so there are other so species, funny. right? There is the Unodi, uh, the Ezendami you mentioned, but there is no single offspring available. So I think, That's insane. yeah, I think the experts, uh, the exportation has, has closed, but no one is able to breed them. So there's just none available. Yeah. Quite, quite amazing. Species. And it's too bad because like for people who want to keep an old world, that's not typically going to be defensive as others. Like this is like the perfect. Yeah. And they can really one. make nice structures in your, in your tank with this turret style. Yeah, something, so cool. something unique. So you're number two. Good number two. Um, yes. Yeah. Mine is the Harpactira namaquensis. So it's okay. something you can get in Europe. Uh, they are just not that hyped and I have no idea why they're not. <laughs> so they are readily available in Europe. And basically they look like a Harpactira pulchripes but just yeah. in bigger and oh. less aggressive blue tone on the color side. Um, oh, I see. It's kind of like um, 
Yeah. It's one of the biggest uh, baboon spiders ever. And what I've heard in, in South Africa, where they where they are from, it should be the biggest tarantula uh, native to the country. And, uh, wow, that's really I cool. sadly don't have one in my collection, but I really plan to get one. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like kind of like a dusty color. Like, it's really cool. Do you know how big they get? Um, well, I would say they. I've I've read somewhere like five inches. Is that a lot? I don't know. Is that too big? Maybe. Five inches? No, that's not a lot. Okay. What What was the uh, centimeter? What do you use? Centimeters? Yeah, centimeters. So <laughs> centimeter wise, it should be. Um, I think just over five centimeters in body length, and then like when you measure the whole spider, it should be around twenty-three. Um, centimeters with the legs so it should Whoa, be it should be on the bigger inches. side yeah nine nine inches. okay that would be that's crazy that would be maybe, i think that's bigger than the king baboon yeah that that should not be the case though then maybe we're mixing up the measurements a little bit or i am mixing them up um but still should be the biggest one in south africa at least uh but the king yeah. baboon is definitely bigger for or at least more like uh, massive looking with with the with the legs they have. Yeah, Especially king baboon can be about like eight inches, so yeah. it's probably it's probably less, a, way less around seven or eight then. Yeah. But still, that's giant. It's big. So I really plan to get one of them. Let's see. What is your number two? We already talked about my number two. Really? <laughs> is it? Ah, oh, damn. So then yeah. it's your number one. Crazy. It's time for my number it's one. Time for your number one. All right, I'm, I'll do a drum roll. Okay. <laughs> it is the Ceratogyrus marshalli. Okay. And I went with this one because it has the biggest horn. I feel like it, it go, it's the straight horned one. And I feel like my Darlingi's horn is smaller. My Sandiri's horn is smaller. This one is like the cool awesome. like one <laughs> with the biggest horn out of the ones i have of course not as big as the uh the new one awesome <laughs> but i love it and also all of my ceratogyrus thus far have been pretty calm and like easy to to rehouse and stuff like that i've never had any issues with them they don't freak me out <laughs> no bolting like, nothing no bolting. Okay, okay. I think I've got like a threat pose, maybe like a couple times, but like during a rehouse, but like nothing like where I'm just like, I can't handle this. Okay, yeah, that's that's good. So now I know why you're maybe a bit uh, mad that I took the whole genus on number five. Yeah, because so, I had to think about yeah, it. Yeah, true. <laughs> Dang it. Um, now it's your but turn. It's a good number so. one. I really like yeah. set up the beautiful, even though they're on my fifth, but. I've, you could basically swap out a lot of them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you could swap mine around too. I mean, except the OBT, because I'm like, I like it, but I, it's not my favorite out of all of the ones we've talked about today. Oh. So my number one is the Tanzanian Black and Olive. I searched for oh. the common name. Wait, Do you what? Know what Say that it again. Is? See, no Say one again. knows. I've never heard about this common name before. And I thought like, well, just look up the common names so maybe people who are just starting the hobby uh they can like know what type of species i'm talking about the tanzanian black and olive tanzanian. it's enteocratella olivacea that's the name of the species and 
on my end, it's probably one of the most beautiful. I know I said it too much, but it's no, crazy. we all do. But it's I, yeah, I see what the, you're saying. The yellow and the black mm -hmm. um, is just outstanding. It's a species native to Tanzania, as the common name says. Um, there, it should live in mountain ranges, which are altitude-wise uh, quite high up. So the climate up there is not extremely hot like you would expect when you talk about Africa. So they are should be around in the moderate 20 degrees Celsius. So when you keep them, um, you basically can keep them at, at lower temperatures and just need to raise the temperature if you want to breed them and then you lower them again. Um, Enzucratella olivatea. Yeah, semi-arboreal, so I think there oh. is not a lot known um, about their natural history. So what I've heard is they should live on trees um, in these, like, between the bark. Um, mm -hmm. So it has somewhat of an arboreal lifestyle. And, um, like, systematic-wise, they're also placed, I think, closer to the... Stromatopelma and Heteroscodra, so the two, the two arboreal um, baboon spiders, I would say. Right. So this one should be, should be closer to them. And what is also fascinating about them, it's one of two species known on the whole world, which has no uh, spermatheca. So the females, which you like, when they mold, they right, like get basically virgin again when they mold. So they mold the whole spermatheca and. They have different structures uh, between genera and between species. Wow. But this species, alongside with one from Brazil, does not have any spermatheca. Would that make it more difficult to breed? Because you don't know, like harder to, like, mm -hmm. it's hard to confirm it than if it's a female. It is, yeah, it so, is. So then it, I feel like it'd be more difficult to breed them because you wouldn't know for... Yeah, well, basically when you sex the tarantulas, you... That's one you have to, to look out after. So the spermatheca is one hint, but the other one is the, um, it's called the uterus externus. So that's oh, basically okay. a flap, which is overlapping yeah. the spermatheca. But this is present also in the Eolivacea. Was of course, as you mentioned, it's like very hard because there is no structure to look for. Yeah. And there is no picture. You can go in the internet. Uh, look for like show me pictures of the spermatheca of this species and then you can basically just look for the structure uh, underneath your your microscope but in this case it's just not there it's just a um, transparent flap you have to look for and the smaller the mold yeah. the harder it is yeah so you have to wait yeah, a little bit longer that's gotta be difficult because yeah. yeah. like i usually like will check the like i'll see the flap and you know I, whatever but like this spermatheca is like what i use to like verify like mm -hmm. i look for both when i'm sexing a molt so it'd be like really like yeah it is crazy awesome. trying to figure that yeah. out <laughs> true but that's my number one that's a great one I, yeah i've never heard of that species but it is really pretty that's pretty cool too that it's like semi-arboreal like yeah. kind of like the green bottle blue of baboons yeah yeah mine is um leaving exclusively on arboreal side, just like the others, uh, Heteroscodra and Stromatoperma. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it just is more opportunistic. So they, yeah, they live where. They and I mean, they adapt too. Uh, like, but that's cool. That that was fun. It's number <laughs> five there, but now I know that 
there are so many species out there which are missing in my collection. So that's maybe not the good part about it. Well, you went with more like rare, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm still entertained by like pretty common species, but you like know more of like the ah, that's not true. obscure, rare things. So. Ah, that's not true. <laughs> um, it is maybe something where you would think that it is the case because you're maybe for a longer time in the hobby, but still I have just recently got a Brachypelma auratum. Oh, and I've that's never, one of my I've never, I've never had one. Never, for like fifteen years, one. I never had a Brachypelma auratum, and now I got the chance to um, get an adult female, um, nice. and it's like such an amazing spider. I see it all the time, every day, yeah. and it's one of the few tarantulas I see every day. So there's a lot of joy to it. <laughs> I get it yeah. now. After fifteen years, I get it now. <laughs> yeah that's like a beautiful species and i just love like how bulky and bright brachypilma are yeah. as adults like they're just so beautiful and it's like my ideal spider i just love the terrestrial chunky heavy-bodied you know yeah. species but, they're so nice but it's true that they tend to flick hairs quite often at least mine do a lot yeah well See, I keep forgetting we don't have um, Brachypilma albopilosums anymore. We've got the toledo uh, cotton. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I have issues with hair flicking, especially with the T. albo, T. vegans. And uh, I haven't had any flicking with my Hamori, but I mean. Yeah, mine are crazy. Both. Yeah. Like and then the I got the new Smithy, who I unboxed yesterday. And I even wore gloves unboxing it because I expected to be haired really bad the person the vendor who had sent her mm -hmm. sent me photographs of his arms after sending out all of these brachypilma shipments yesterday Whoa. and warned me and so I, I i came prepared with the gloves and everything but she didn't she just kind of like basically fell out of her okay, good. cup and sat there and and didn't move for like hours until like late last night i saw her finally like walking around Aww. seeing where she's at <laughs> So now wait a few more weeks when she's settled in and then you open the container yeah. and she probably welcomes you with a with a <laughs> nice cloud of, of urticating hairs. Oh, it's gonna not be not be nice yeah. because she's so big. She's like an adult female. <laughs> oh. Yeah, these urticating hairs are like kind kind of bad, some of them. Like, do you have a Nandu species? Like one of the Nandu Chromatus or Nandu Tukepi. Yeah. I have a mature male Nandu. Okay. Oh, actually, no. I, I, okay, yeah. I have a mature male Nandu Chromatus and I have a mature female Nandu Tripepi. Okay. So they then, should have really bad urticating hairs. Yes, but neither one of them has flicked at me. Yeah, me, mine neither. None of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> knock on wood, I haven't had that issue yet, but um, I, I've heard stories that they're terrible. Yeah. So I'm not sure if we should this cover another topic, but I think we have to. Um, we just got basically both informed that one of the, what would you say that? Like one of the most important uh, people, veteran, veteran veterans, uh, yeah. experts um, of arachnology has died today because of an accident which happened a few days ago and he did not recover 
So basically, Norman Platnik uh, passed away, and uh, that's just something maybe for all of you who are listening to the podcast have now the chance to, if you don't know about him, just check out his work and his like platforms he created. So he basically mm -hmm. just started with the World Spider Catalog, uh, which is a online resource, basically, he started and uh, it's one of a kind there is no other research like that in other fields of research for example for reptiles or snakes they don't have something like that but we thanks to normal platnik have this world spider catalog which is free for everyone to just use this search engine and download all these spider related publications and have a read so he's like yeah i've never met him personally but uh, what i've heard from him or about him um, he is like really a humble and kind man and uh, the other numbers speak to himself like he had a doctor PhD from Harvard at the age of 21 he skipped like middle school and high school so he was also yeah. on the very genius side uh, when it comes to science so uh, yeah. yeah that's insane you have to be really smart to do yeah. that so quite a loss and uh yeah. for all of you listeners out there check out norman platnik there is also now a fundraiser campaign from his family to make sure that they still have the grants um like they are creating a fund which now later on should uh, provide um the financial how do you say that? Like the financial help to uh, small board, researchers yeah. who just uh, investigate on these small uh, spider species he was working on. And he really focused on the smallest of the smallest uh, spiders, like the six, eight, six eyed goblin spiders. So, uh, oh, those are so cute. Yeah, that was his main field <laughs> of work. Yeah, they are very cute it's a weird cue yeah. yeah rest in peace to him definitely um man i wish there's a way we could link it or something yeah i think it's podcast it's uh, we have no we have to figure out stuff first it's like we're a bit lost also in this whole podcast world so yeah still new yep so thank you guys so much for listening today. If you have any suggestions on topics you want us to cover, feel free to let us know. Don't forget to check out Martin on YouTube as Bird Spiders CH and also me, Tarantula Cat. Also, we will go ahead and... Oh, we can't link. I'm sorry. Cut that out because I can't. I forget. We can't link. Yeah, true. We can't link. Check out our oh. links in the description because there is no description. But anyway, check out Kat's <laughs> YouTube page. She does an amazing job. And uh, of course, check out maybe my YouTube page and other stuff. And yeah, I just, that's all. Yep. We'll see you next. We'll talk to you yeah. soon. <laughs> TTYL. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>